Hey peeps, this is Mr. Fretz from the Fretzelmania podcast. Bow down because you are not worthy and are listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast on Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, William Regal is leaving AEW. The girl with the shiniest wizard has returned to WWE. Ring of Honor has their first pay-per-view under AEW, and NXT is about to head to a deadline with some Iron Survivors. So sit back, relax, and make sure you don't prematurely sign with the San Francisco Giants, because it's the 319th episode of Kings of the Rings podcast. Oos! Got the juice exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio, and it starts right now. Midnight Music. premature ejaculation. You are a funny one, Taekwondo. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to Kings of the Rings Podcast, episode 319. Oos, got the juice. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. No Willie T. He is out on a company holiday party. Not our company, because we don't make any money. Um, but, <laughs> but we do this out of the kindness of our own hearts. But luckily for me, their internet is working well. Uh, hopefully for now, fingers crossed, they are happy to be here with their bright, shining new pink hair or does or cleaned out hair. I don't know my, what it's called. Okay, so to clear the record, my hair's been pink for like six months. It's okay. Um, <laughs> um my hair is freshly washed and I one of my Black Friday purchases. I haven't been here in a while, so I've got I've gotten some things. Yes, welcome back, Kate Murphy. Thank you. Um so I have a commitment for like one of my intentions for 2023 is to grow like the not shaved part of my hair like this part of my hair like long really i really want long hair okay so i'm trying to like take care of my hair i started taking vitamins like i'm taking like a a women's multivitamin and like hair skin and nails gummies and investing in products that are like healthier for my hair Mm. and i was I didn't blow dry my hair for like a year and like it made my hair actually like feel shittier. Okay. So I got Revlon. I know like no one, almost no one listening to the stream is going to give a fuck about this, but if you're, (laughs) you'd be surprised. If you're long, if you have long hair, you have a long haired partner who struggles to blow out their hair. It's by Revlon. It's like the one step. So it's like a brush that dries your hair. So I was able to like blow my hair out. Like with just that, I didn't straighten my hair. Oh, okay. I did this shit in 10 minutes. Wow. It's like me in the air fryer. I'm so happy with that. I <laughs> want one so fucking bad. I just don't have room in my kitchen. Yo, you're missing out. I I did. I air fried. I'll, I'll send you a picture. I air fried some ribeye last night. And oh, yeah, magnifique as, as Zordon is contacting me right now. I'm about to send you a picture. Um. Man, this is my dinner t- tonight and yesterday, as I'm sending it to your phone right now. But I air fried ribeye, and it is absolutely amazing. And Mr. Fretz, you are correct. Air fries are game changers. There's no such thing as no room. You will make room for this air fryer. 
You guys forget I have a roommate. You will make room for it. You air fried that? Yes, I air fried that steak. Isn't that What? <laughs> how is the steak cooked? Uh, medium rare. You can make a medium rare steak in the air fryer? Rather quickly, too. <laughs> yes. I... I am medium rare steaks. One of my favorite things. <laughs> like, hey, you should come over because I don't. You probably didn't listen, or I don't know if you did or not. But I also invested in Butcher Box. What's that? So Butcher Box is this is horrible product placement for something that doesn't even sponsor us. However, Butcher Box is a company that invests in locally sourced grass fed meat products, and you can order all of this meat, and they deliver it to to your house or to your apartment. Okay, so this is how you know it's just the 30-year-olds today because we're talking about fucking locally sourced meat. <laughs> and appliances. Yeah, the, the adults um, are talking this week. Uh, but yeah, I, it's great. I, I want a Lake Crusade really bad. What's up? I want the Lake Crusade really bad. I don't know what that is. It's... It's one of the, it's one of those like fancy like pots that you can like bake in and shit. Oh, okay. With the lid. Gotcha. So okay, I will tell you what is on what's in my butcher box. So essentially, it's a it's a monthly subscription service. So I spend like one fifty to one seventy a month, and it sends me all of this meat that I can change up every for every um for every month. Like I can change what what type of meat I get every month. Mm-hmm. So this past month, and I also got the Black Friday deal. So I'll get two, I'll get two ten ounce bone, I'll get two ten ounce boneless ribeyes for a year in every box that I get. Excuse me. Exactly. So I get free two ten ounce ribeyes every box that I get for the next. How much year. do you pay a month for this? One fifty to one seventy. I got a discount on my first box. It's like twenty dollars off. So it's just going to be around one seventy. So in this, I got. F- in this current box that just got delivered to me last Friday, I got the two ribeyes, which I just made. I got four six-ounce top sirloin steaks, two 10-ounce New York strip steaks, uh, three pounds of bone-in chicken thighs, about four pounds of chicken drumsticks, four eight-ounce boneless pork chops, and a two-pound bag of wild Alaskan sockeye salmon. That sounds so fucking good. I know. Do you know how much cheaper my my bill is at the supermarket? <laughs> I like. Is it? So I I haven't really been buying meat like that at the supermarket. And it's also like, vacuum I, sealed, too. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm a very big fan of Aldi. So they that's have. That's where like, I go. That's shop. where I go shopping too. I fucking love all. They have this. The, have you had their part? The part. The, it's the Kirkwood bag. The Parmesan or urban crusted chicken. I have not. It fucking slaps so hard. I so that's my lazy protein. <laughs> Which, more often than not, I eat like every other day because I'm just lazy lately. Yeah. So I, I, you just put it in like you could air fry it. Nice. And it's just delicious and flavorful and yummy. And I put it in so many different things. I put it in salad, mm-hmm. like make it with pasta, mac and cheese, like with potatoes and like stuffing and shit. It's versatile. Yeah. So next time you want to come over, okay, like I said, I can also switch up whatever meat I get that month and just they always have different. Like I can get lamb and all this other shit. Um, so I feel like you need to do like a, like a meat tasting night. <laughs> but also for you, Kate, if you ever really wanted to try it, they do holiday boxes. 
I will look into this. Yeah, so look into your look into the holiday box. You can just sample all of our products. Uh, so it comes with it comes within like a week because like their farms are in like in the Philadelphia area. Okay, and like how much of it do you go through a month? I just got it last week, so and I was and I just made like a whole big thing of pasta. So I was finishing pasta for a while before I went to like the ribeyes were the first thing from there that I cooked. So. Two days so far that I've started. Well, let me know how that works mm-hmm. for you because cooking for one is hard. It's not that hard. It's it's being able to sort out your things and everything. But be it as may, speaking of sorting things out, let's move on to the actual show and why we're here for, and then we can stop talking like thirty year olds that actually do things for a living. You know that might be our mo- watch. That's our most streamed conversation. <laughs> Shake it at the stage. Ricky and Kay talk about meat. <laughs> <laughs> Meats of the Rings podcast. Kings of the the Meats podcast. (laughs) Kings of the Meats. (laughs) The the whole podcast is just meat slapping majesty. Yeah, there we go. Kings of the Meats podcast. That's what what I should do. I should air fry something different for every every (gasps) pre-show. That's a great idea. And show you what I made that week. (laughs) Wait, that's really fun. Ricky and K- oh, Mr. Fretz and Ricky and Kay talk about me with the butcher's son spamming the chat. Yeah, Fretz is the son of a butcher, so he knows all about these cuts and all of that. These stuff. cuts. These cuts. That's what I should. I should air fry. I should have. If I didn't, if I wasn't really hungry, would have showed you a steak that I made. So we'll see. But speaking of putting all their ducks or meats in a row and getting things in order, MJF, our new AEW champion, had to do something uh, to put himself in order and to uh, really establish what he says is his reign of terror. Number one was obviously that really disgusting kind of looking Burberry strapped belt. Uh, I say that now, but I'll probably like it a little down the road a little bit later. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Number two was knocking the fuck out of William Regal. Hit him so hard, he's out of AEW permanently. Yes, that's actually true, folks. William Regal's gone from AEW. That was MJF writing him off of TV for good. Uh, Kay Murphy, did you see this? Uh, did you see this segment at all, and what did you think about it? Uh, I saw the clip a little bit while I was working. Um, I, I've, I don't know. I've heard a lot of people are like fucking salty about him, like possibly or definitely going back to WWE. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad about it. I loved his AEW run. I thought it was really fun. I liked that he had the opportunity to be a character again on TV. Yeah. He got to and get some newer guys over. And now he can go in his retirement years with his friends and isn't his son in WWE? Well, like- that's what we're gonna talk about. So it was confirmed uh by Tony Khan during a uh, media discussion this uh Today, actually, as we were recording the show earlier today, uh, December 7th, 2022, a day that we're living in for me, um, was that he confirmed that William Regal has axed out of his contract uh, with AEW effective at the end of this year. Uh, Tony Khan went into a whole story about how. He almost lost his mom in the fall and wanted to be closer to his mom. And so he essentially empathized with Regal's desire to be closer to his friends and family. As we all know, Regal's up there and he doesn't have that much time left. So he empathized with Regal wanting to be closer 
to his son and being it also having the opportunity to coach his son as his son is probably going to be a major star in uh in wwe or at least in wrestling in general do you know who his son is Cameron? because you've probably seen him and didn't know who's his son you ever hear of william dempsey that's his fucking son yep <laughs> yep no way yep that is little regal right there I remember him from NXT UK. Yes. I know those fucking son. William Dempsey has made his way over um to uh to NXT. He had a match last night uh on the show. So that is it's desire. He's gonna be back in NXT. Uh essentially he Tony Khan didn't say he's going back to WWE, but he said enough to say that William Regal is on his way back to WWE to at least coach us on whether or not he is going to be an on-screen um, character or talent is yet to be known. According to the uh, to the media to the media discussion over conference call that he had today, which is primarily to promote Ring of Honor Final Battle, um, Tony Khan said as as a terms of his release. I guess. Uh, I think that's the actual term of it. As it turns of his release, William Regal cannot be an on-screen character for until 2024. So he can't be an on-screen character till after 2023 is over, which I find weird. I don't know the legalities of it because if you're out of a contract with one company and they're going to let it expire because of the way that I read the article, which was sent to me by, by, a, by an by a friend of mine um, from Cage Side Seats, if you want to know where my source is from, some Cage Side Seats. Um, the way about it said is he's still under contract till the end of this year, and when he'd be up for renewal, he was he just requested for them not to renew him. So essentially, it's letting his contract run out. So is it really is his contract running out, or is it the terms of release? You know what I mean, Kay? No, that makes sense. I. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it hurts anybody. William Regal's not on TV for a year. Like, let him, mm-hmm. he's like, let him be backstage and like coach and like hang out with his buddies for a while. Like, he doesn't need to be the War Games guy all the time. No, he doesn't. While, while I, I would, I would, I would chat my tit off for William Regal to be the GM at NXT. With Waro and give me full black and gold era. <laughs> but like, it's not necessary anymore. I I love that era because it's just so special to me. Yeah. But will you let him? He doesn't. I don't think it really like is a big deal if he's not on TV. Yeah. No. I just like for me, I'm just focused on the legalities of because like if you're, it's a, it's a, is he getting terminated? From a contract, and this is the terms of his release from the contract, because that makes sense. Like, if he's like, oh, let me get a release, then okay, we're going to release you, but you have to stick to these conditions. It's like when WWE releases somebody and you have a no-compete clause for 90 days. You know, Could it be considered, like, job abandonment almost? I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know what the legalities of it are. Um, but my whole thing is, like, not being an on-screen character for a year seemed also a little harsh to me. Because like that's that's a that's a lot, but I I guess Tony Khan's finally wising up and doing what WWE does. Like you don't just jump ship, you know, that quickly. I also wonder if it has anything to do with my maybe either the video game or like the or a toy line. 
It is that's like, also his, possible as well. Like, could could Regal's likeness be featured be featured in something in AEW that's pertinent to twenty twenty three? That's also a big possibility. I know Regal's departure screws up a shit ton of storylines for mm-hmm. AEW because not only was he in the MJF storyline, he was also in the um, he's also you know the uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. Pretty much is nothing without Regal. <laughs> well, they could probably build a storyline around who's gonna be in charge now. I, I guess, but I feel like Regal was like Regal being the mastermind of that all kind of takes it away. Mm-hmm. They can bounce back. It's like when Edge started Judgment Day and when Edge got kicked out of Judgment Day, it seemed really weird. Yeah. <laughs> um but we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh and and everything. I also do love I don't know if you listen to the MGF promo. Mm-hmm. Like and, and all, and I do want to kind of circle back to MJF. He was very, very, um, very, very particular and very, very clear. And you, it's it's hard with MJF because he's so good at his character, but it's also how he really fucking is because he talks like a Long Island asshole. Like that's that's just him. That's yeah. what he talks like. So you don't know if he's being legit or if he's just being his character. Is that which which leads to his brilliance? Is that he was very clear about where he wants to sign when his contract is up. Yeah. He said he hopes that the right con comes co- comes calling for him. And he said, and I, I'm not talking about Tony. I'm talking about good old St. Nick. And then he goes, oh my God. and then he goes, and my boy trips too. So like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's so brash for your champion, for your current AEW champion to say, oh yeah, well, my contract's up. I don't want to be here anymore. Honestly, MJF, I think is the only person that could get away with that though. Yeah, because that's ballsy. <laughs> that's yeah. really like character or not. That's that's extremely ballsy. Um, extremely, extremely ballsy. But we'll we will see what happens with that. But let's move on over to a WWE. Which speaking of trips, Daddy Triple H helped save one of his kids again, K Murphy, because the, I was <laughs> the girl with <laughs> the girl with the shiniest wizard also apparently doesn't like to wear jeans that have any sort of covering at all. Um, Tegan Knox surprised everybody. Uh, by being able to walk down a ramp because her knees because yeah, her knees have been just totally shattered the last four or five years. One time being shattered by Rhea Ripley, obviously not intentionally, uh, during the May Young Classic when Rhea was had long blonde hair, if anybody remembers that. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you okay? Um, so how happy are you to see to see the 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 cute as a button Tegan Knox finally return uh to some sort of wrestling action? I'm happy for her. I just didn't expect to see her back, so I didn't feel any kind of way about it. My honest expectation is when is she getting injured again? I hope not. I really I hope not too. I don't like mean it like I hope that for her. But it almost feels like she could be she has the potential to have a great return and then get fucking knocked out. Like an in, in, like an inevitability. Inevitability. Yeah. Like what if like Tegan Ox comes back, they fucking push her, and then she tears an ACL and she's out. Yeah. And then she's in the same place she's consistently been in. Yeah, I, I I've gotta i I've gotta see her in a ring. That too. I really, I, when is the last time she wrestled? I think it was when she was in WWE. Ugh. 
Which, I mean, she was part of the releases, which I, like, at the time that she got released, no one blamed WWE for releasing Tegan. Like, she was injury prone, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't stay healthy. They brought her up to SmackDown, and that really went away rather quickly. Um, yeah. But now when you look at the SmackDown roster, in particular, Cameron, when you look at the SmackDown roster, there's a l- there's a butt ton of women. You have uh, thank God. <laughs> there is a button. You have Rhonda, who's the champ. You have Shotzi, who looks phenomenal in leather pants. Um, yeah, I know, right? I knew, I knew you noticed too. Rhonda, Shotzi, uh, Tegan's back. Uh, uh, repackaged for the thirteenth time. Lacey Evans, uh, Zia Lee, Raquel. Um, who else is there? I was gonna say Caden in case, but they're still down in NXT. Those little mm-hmm. little munchkins. Um, who knows if Charlotte will come back? But she might come back to SmackDown. It would only make sense. Shayna Baszler is also there as well. You've got close to almost abundance of maybe ten or so women on the SmackDown women's roster. And I'll say this till till it becomes that nonsense. We need a we need a second title. Yeah, there are too many women. Like, there are too many women, but there are too many women looking for one prize. Yeah. Like, by not providing a mid-card women's title or even, like, making the women's tag titles more, like, legitimate, um, I feel that it's, like, they're they're explicitly showing that, like, women are an afterthought, like, that women should be in the all the fluff storylines. Yeah, you also have B-Fab and Hit Row is there. And that's well. the other thing. Women that are there are a lot of women. Zelina Vega, are, who's also there as well. There are so many women on the roster that are just being used as accessories for the male talent. Yes. Some people excel though. Like I think Zelina excels as being an accessory, but Zelina I agree. Zelina can also go in the rings. So let's not let's not take that away from her. Emma also returned as well, and she is on SmackDown. Oh, I forgot about that already. Exactly. She she's it's gonna be it's Emma's got a lot of work to do because of how she left and how flip floppy her uh her run was when she moved up from NXT to Raw and SmackDown. They really did mess with her movement a lot. Um and then you also have damage control who can travel to both shows depending on what is needed because they are the tag champions. Mm-hmm. So they are people without home and Liv Morgan also, who has really, really gotten better since Extreme Rules and becoming mm-hmm. the crate, the crazy little girl that she is. Um, and now hear me out. And Natty, when she comes back from a, from a legit broken nose. Do you think we get the return of Emelina? <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> no, we do not. We do not get the return of Emelina. That ship has sailed. Um, but as made, it is time to start building up some of these other women. The only way to do that, especially with somebody like Raquel, um, mm. put a secondary title on them, see what they can do. You know, and yeah. I, I think that's what you got to do there. And so, like I said, good luck to team. Good luck to all the women because um, they need something. They need something else to fight for, especially when that title scene is uh, kind of gets crowded really quickly. Also, we never know if Sasha and Naomi, if and or when Sasha and Naomi may come back. They're probably going to SmackDown, too. Yeah, okay. So I wanted to ask to actually talk to you about Sasha specifically. Of course you did. So I watched Raw Live, and I have it streaming on, like, the USA channel, like, on their website. Yeah. 
So there's some show that's on after called Barmageddon. I, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's uh, it looks it's like some, no, it looks like some redneck shit. It's not honestly. Well, it's like it's bar shows. I mean, it's bar games, things you play in a in a bar, cornhole, um, like a flip cup, your beer pong or Beirut, depending on where you are in the nation. Um, but they do it to like the umpteenth degree. Well, Sasha Banks is on it, and she's I, oh, I'm, introduced I'm, to Sasha Banks. I'm well aware. <laughs> which makes, which like, I very much was of the mind that like Sasha and Naomi were done. Mm-hmm. But being, unless it filmed that long ago, which it doesn't seem that way because of her hair in the show. Well, her hair is like the like, hair from when they when they were in WrestleMania in Tampa. Yeah. So that was almost two years ago. I don't know. I enjoy like, it. I mean, I like the I like the concept of the like, show. Like if it's no, I mean like with Sasha, like if it's super old footage, I get it. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like if she wasn't part of WWE any anymore, they wouldn't like. I think it's want to like promote her heavily. Yeah, I think it's it's a weird situation. I was theorizing this with my friend Sir Charles. Shout out to Sir Charles if he's still on the stream. Um, I was theorizing a couple of things with Sasha because Sasha also showed up the couple of days after they were in Boston for War Games. I don't know if you saw, I saw that. I don't know if you saw oh, I War. Saw I don't know if you saw War Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started chanting at one point, "We want Sasha." And I, I really, I, I like, wanted oh Sasha too. Um, so Sasha shows up at. Um, at this Boston Celtics event, Boston Celtics basketball game, not an event. It's a basketball game. Um, and she got a lot of headlines for that. Yeah. And it was popping all over social media. You know who else was at that of at the game? Who? The uh, the former royal family members. Harry and Meghan? Harry and Meghan were there, too, but all I saw was Sasha. Even though I will get in my algorithm is skewed towards Sasha, I get that. But that's still kind of big <laughs> you know yeah uh that she got a lot more news than that but also something else to notice to be of note as well naomi was also at that boston Celtics game but naomi wasn't alone either who she was jade cargill interesting <laughs> yes oh that's fascinating <laughs> yes Naomi was with Jay which you can even look at this one of two ways either somebody's trying to recruit the other one either or let's put it that way um, either Jade's trying to bring Naomi or Naomi's trying to recruit Jade be but as it may in my own opinion I don't know if you actually share the same opinion as well as I can probably bring myself back to the forefront of the stream um Jade needs to get out of AEW as quick as possible. You think? <laughs> if they're not going to do shit with her uh, besides this title. Um, I thought she would be the women's champ by now. Everybody did, but they gave it to Hater, which I get. Hater got a lot of push behind her. Uh, I. All right, so I wasn't here to talk about. Are you Are you a, Are you you hating on Hater? Kind of. Okay. Um, I get it. I feel like they're eventually going to set up Jamie and Britt. Mm-hmm. And but like, I don't know. I confidently I tried to watch um, Full Gear and I could not find a successful stream, so I didn't watch it. 
But I just remember scrolling through Twitter and I was like so confident that like Jamie Hayter was not going to win. And then I was, I saw the pictures. And I'm like, what? <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, she's transitional. They're feeding her to Brit or to someone. But I think it's Brit. Um, I don't know. Well, she's the real champion now that Thunder Rosa finally relinquished. Yeah. Which makes me think Brit's going to turn on her. I think Thunder Rosa's out and I think Thunder Rosa's moving on to other pastures. I also think Thunder Rosa's out. Which is a shame but, because they treated Thunder Rosa like garbage. Oh, like total shit. Yeah. And I feel like WWE's not going to sign her because they're not going to know what the fuck to do with her. I think a Vince McMahon run WWE wouldn't sign her. I think a Triple H. Vince McMahon wouldn't sign her at all. Trips would sign her, but I don't think they would really know how to handle her. It's a matter of where do you put somebody so unique like that? Do you do you want to develop her skills in NXT, which I think is a waste of time because Thunder Rosa has been around the block forever and ever? Um, or do you, but when you bring her to a Raw or SmackDown, what do you do with her? Who do you feed with? This also is the, this also is the more improved if you're going to continue to add more women, which is a great thing. They also re-brought back Sarah Logan as Valhalla to help manage uh, the Viking Raiders, which is a great get. Um, I love that. that. But if you're going to bring all these women back or move them up or put them somewhere, because the NXT women's division, there's a lot of women there, too. Um, you got to have something for them to fight for besides the tag titles, which they haven't done shit with. And the the main titles on Raw and SmackDown, there's got to be something in the middle to help build them. And hopefully somebody learns that over in WWE. Um but, you know, I think Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa needs to go on to Greener Passion. I think it's WWE. It's a matter of where do you put her. Jade, I think, needs to get out because I think Jade is a sinking ship just holding on to that TBS title and not doing much with it. Um, especially because she needs I, she needs to learn how to wrestle a little bit more in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to see Jade in NXT, but I also want Jade and Bianca. Everybody wants Jade and Bianca. <laughs> like everybody wants Jade and Bianca. Bianca was in a bodybuilding contest over the weekend, and she plays second, which is good for her. That's awesome. Good for her. So let's move on. Uh, to, I don't know if you saw SmackDown at all. Did you, Kay? A little bit. Did you see a the little. main event? Maybe. Okay, so the main event featured on SmackDown, uh, Santos Escobar, Legado del Fantasma, who's been... No, I didn't. ...who they have been using beautifully... With him and Zelina mm-hmm. and all these promos. And also, Santos Escobar looks like a million bucks anytime you see him. Yeah, he's great. He, he he looks great. He looks the part, but he looks he looks like somebody other people want to be from time to time. And he's such yeah. he's such a suave speaker. Like he doesn't they don't need Zelina. Zelina just makes them better. <laughs> type deal. Um, and you have Santos versus Ricochet in what has been known, K Murphy, as the SmackDown World Cup. Because Fox is hosting the World Cup, so like SmackDown needs to do a World Cup. So the winner of the World Cup, aka the winner of this match, as they did do an eight-person tournament, the winner mm-hmm. of this match would go on to be the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, which is held by Gunther currently. Yes, that I know. Ricochet had a Ricochet, and uh, before we talk about who won, Ricochet and Santos put on a match. That I that for all my for my smart marks out there, that could have been something that they did on Lucha Underground. Really, they were that's fascinating. They were because they were both on Lucha Underground. 
Oh, were they? Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew Ricochet was. I didn't know Santos. Santos used to be called Alijo de Fantasma. Yeah. I didn't know that was him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yes, that, you know. that was sent. And we know who Ricochet was, obviously, as Prince Puma. And they put on it. Mm-hmm. They, to- they tore the SmackDown house down. I've never seen Ricochet look better in a main roster ring. It was fantastic, yeah. but it's also because he had somebody who knew how to dance with him. Mm-hmm. They do a similar style. The best thing that I well, also they were they both were on they were on the barricade right by the uh, right by the announce table, and Santos jumped up and Hurricane rounded him off at the top of the barricade. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch that. It was beautiful. And then the best thing, Ricochet pulled a classic Ricochet. Santos went to Hurricane Ronahim off the top rope, and Ricochet flipped out of it and landed on his feet. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it was beautiful. They tore the house down. Ricochet ended up hitting his pat. He he brought back the 630. Really? Ricochet brought back the 630. He ended up beating Santos barely. And now he goes on to face, as you can see here, Gunther for the Intercontinental title. And yes, Kay, if you do look closely, that is the best in the world trophy that Shane McMahon had that they repurposed and repackaged as the SmackDown World Cup trophy. (laughs) I'm I can't with WWE. Um, Here's a question. Does Ricochet have a chance in the world? I was just going to say respectfully, who thinks this is believable? I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's... I don't like this. And that's... like I'm not trying to be mean mm-hmm. or anything. But, like... I don't know. Gunther? I don't know. And Ricochet? I don't like it. I don't want to see it. I do. I like the David versus Goliath type story. Just because Ricochet, can, Ricochet knows how to sell He can take a beating. And I think that's what they're playing for here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do know the story is Gunther's going to be a dominant IC champion. So I do expect Gunther to beat Ricochet. Like yeah. I, but I do think the match is going to be stellar. Um, also, because it'll be stellar for another reason as well. They're doing this two weeks down the road. Um, mm-hmm. And you know where SmackDown's going to be in two weeks? Where? Chicago. Oh. And NXT was was Triple heavy. H in, is so smart. NXT was heavy in Chicago. They know who both of these guys are. Chicago's a very marky um, crowd city. and a city as well. So mm-hmm. I expect both Gunther and Ricochet to main event that SmackDown number one and to put on a ridiculous performance because they're going to have to. Or Chicago's going to eat smart. them up. <laughs> you know, but I think. Could you imagine? I don't think Ricochet wins. It would be a Christmas miracle if Ricochet. No won. way. There's no fucking way. Gunther doesn't win. But I think Gunther wins, and I will say that new IC title is growing on me a little bit more, uh, especially since they gave Imperium their entrance again. Oh, thank God, honestly. <laughs> but you just have to change up their music because Symphony Number no. Nine. They can't really use someone. I think owns it. They can't use all yeah. of it. Uh, but it is great to them. But I'm happy for this. I I like I like how now since Roman 
and the Usos literally go back and forth depending on everybody's schedule. And Roman doesn't show up all the time anyways because he doesn't have to. Um, mm-hmm. You are now highlighting the mid-card titles. The Intercontinental title is the title to get for SmackDown and the USA title, the US title, um, is the title to get to on Raw, which has been working really well with one not buried Austin Theory. But... By the way, uh, and also Dolph Ziggler's involved yet again. Jesus. I know, I'm so excited. Oh my god, he can't stay away. Um, the uh, I'm sure we'll get to it, but there's the amount of strength it took for me to not call Will <laughs> after Austin Theory not being buried. Yeah. By the way, did you did you watch the press conference? No, I saw I saw clips of it. I didn't see the whole thing. Okay, yeah, the press conference. Where was, good. was it streaming? It was on their YouTube page. Oh, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter, I believe. I will also tell you about their press conference coming back for the Rumble as well. I literally sat on Peacock and waited, and it was just some. This is awesome, or whatever the fuck it was. Instead, and I'm like, this is. It was not- also on Peacock, I believe, as well. Yeah, well, I'll go back. Yeah, you can you can find it. Um, but it is uh. But yeah, no, the, the press conference is returning for the Rumble. That's great. And um, you can, <laughs> you know how WWE partnered with um, On Location to sell like their premium tickets and packages and stuff? So one yeah. of the Royal Rumble packages is you can actually, they're actually opening up to, you can buy a suite through them. Oh, really? And as part of the suite, as part of the suite perks package, on top of having a fully stacked like food and drink food and drinks in your suite like totally for free as part of the package you also get a random wwe superstar to come in to do photo ops with you during the show but you would also get access to the press conference afterwards as well that's really they're doing that they're doing that for mania as well mania and the rumble you get to purchase suites potentially through them which may be something we'll look into for philadelphia Philly, (laughs) yeah philly Philly, i want to go all fucking out oh no i i will tell you this before we move on to some other stuff uh i'm it is my goal because i didn't get a chance to do it when it was in new york because we got snowed out i want to go to their ticket release party remember when they they do that like every year I whenever that date is, I'm going to request off of work, and oh. I'm driving down to Philly to do a ticket release party and also to purchase the fucking tickets. <laughs> you know, oh, to the I'm event. Down. No, Philly, I'm like 100 percent committed to going. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. We're no, we were no. It's it's a no brainer. We are going by hook or by crook. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are going to Philly. Uh, so let's move on to some other stuff going on. Becky and Bailey is happening. The mat. It's not a matter Love of um, if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when it's going to happen. I love all of this. Their characters are so different now, um, but they're also they also know their characters so well. And it's the mm-hmm. only. I think it's the only matchup of the four horse women that we haven't really explored outside of Bailey and Charlotte. It no, it's true though. Because this is this is the most fresh combination of the four horsewomen. Mm-hmm. Because because not only have it's always been Becky and Charlotte, Sasha and Bailey, Sasha and Charlotte, Bailey and Bailey and Becky have not really like crossed paths all, a whole lot. Yeah. But also like when you think of like for a while like prime Becky 
And Prime Bailey looks completely different. Like we had Hugger Bailey. Mm-hmm. We had Last Kicker Becky. We had the man Becky. Now we have the mom. And well, big time Bex. Whatever, big time Bex. Like they've both evolved so much and grown from when they first became, you know, the four horsewomen. Yeah. So like, I feel like this feud just means a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like to me, this is more exciting than like another like Sasha Charlotte thing because you've seen it fifty fucking times. It's always great. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with Becky and Charlotte. I love Becky and Charlotte. I love it so much, but also I'm like, all right, enough. You know who else like, doesn't like it? You know who doesn't like it? Becky and Charlotte because they don't like each no, other. <laughs> yeah. But I I enjoy this also because like you said we've got we had last kicker Becky we had the man Becky we had big time backs which I will argue when you look back at the big time Becks run as minimal as it was it's actually a really good run for her mm-hmm. it's a very very good run for her um, and then you now you're returning to the man the the run that got her over forever over and you have Bailey mm-hmm. who at the beginning of at the beginning of the SmackDown on Fox era, she cut her hair, she went heel, still didn't find mm-hmm. her momentum until the pandemic. She ran the pandemic. For she did. Her and Sasha, Boston Hug mm-hmm. Connection ran the pandemic for a lot of the time, and Becky acknowledged it for a, for a while. They were the show. <laughs> ding dong hello ding dong hello bailey was also really fucking funny oh, um, i love it <laughs> ding dong hello becky it was i love ding dong hello uh bailey not becky ding dong hello bailey was great uh but at the time that bailey was getting hot becky was being a mom which by the way rue is two now what the fuck yes <laughs> that's wild and at the it's time and at the time Becky was on a run Bailey was really nowhere to be found they've never crossed paths really when they were yeah. both at the top of their games and now you have this opportunity and now it's the time to strike it's a matter of where do you do this do you drag this all the way to Wrestlemania or do you have a stopgap at the Rumble I think they could stop it at the Rumble, and if they wanted to reunite it for Mania, they could. Yeah. I also really appreciate that, like, they're doing this feud, like, after kind of, like, the the hubbub of the four horsewomen's kind of died down. Mm Mm-hmm. Because look at the women's division now. It's not, like, it used to be the the four horsewomen featuring everyone else. Yeah. And... For the first time in years, like it's not that way anymore. Yeah. NXT took the fuck over, and it's great. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it's just the four horsewomen show anymore. Yeah. So to see Triple a four H's horsewomen experiment worked. And it's nice to see that like there's a four horsewomen's feud going on like amidst all these other feuds, and it's not the central conflict of everything. Correct. It is not the central conflict at all. Uh, I still wish they would. I mean, this feud, it's a feud that's obviously upper mid card. They don't really need a title to fight for it, but the other women need another title to fight for. That's not the main title because Bianca, it's Bianca. They're setting up Bianca and Charlotte. It almost has to be Bianca publicly. Yeah. Bianca publicly said at the, at the uh, survivor series press conference, I want to beat all four horsewomen. I only have one left. 
because she's beating everybody. <laughs> so Bianca and Charlotte is your Mania Night One main event if that comes to fruition, because I think that will be. Uh, be but as yeah. of May, we are going to get Becky and Bailey, but it also seems like, Cameron, if we hold on to your ovaries, we are probably going to get Rhea. <sighs> And Becky with the stare with the Bye. awkwardly long stare down. By the way, Cameron, can you tug us through your experience? Um, I regretted that I watched that at work <laughs> because I couldn't enjoy it as much as I would have liked to. Um, I have wanted Rhea and Becky for fucking years, years. Yeah, and it's here, and. <laughs> I don't want it to be, I'm afraid it's going to be some fucking like raw throwaway. Like I want it to be like a meat slapping feud. Like Oof. they could kill each other. They could. I think it would be incredible. And it's so fresh too. I think this is a build. I think this is a build for the rumble. Mm-hmm. I think this is how you stop the Bailey and Becky because they left them away because obviously Bailey's going to be the number one contender for going to be potentially fighting Bliss for the number one contendership. Who Bliss? Bliss is turning real soon. Yes, yes, one thousand <laughs> turning real soon. Um, but I think this is your stop. If they save us for the Rumble, that's fine. And then you get Becky Bailey at Mania, mm-hmm. um, which I think I said, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, I think it's a very, very, I think a very good thing. But Rhea needs someone to elevate her, even though she's Becky's perfect. Becky's perfect. Um, it's just, it's just a matter of time. That mm-hmm. stare down was all. That was a really long stare down because usually, when they do something like that, there's usually a cut to commercial. Yeah, they didn't cut to commercial at all. It was very. It was like it was an awkward like. I don't, it felt like forever. It was probably like two minutes. I'm sure there's a lot of fan fiction that was inspired <laughs> by those two minutes. I bet. I bet. You didn't start any fan fictions, K. Murphy? No, I retired. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, I'm long retired from the fan fiction game. It happens sometimes. Uh, but let's move on to, hey, K. Murphy, did you know that Ring of Honor exists? I did. Ring of Honor exists, and they're putting on their first show in in over a year, and also since the acquisition of AEW. And so their first show, ironically, is called Final Battle. Which, who the fuck came up with that? Because, well, <laughs> <laughs> it does work because Final Battle, historically for Ring of Honor, was always in December. So I get that. Final Battle is going to be live on pay-per-view uh, this Saturday, December 10th, at a special time also as well. It's going to be at 4 p.m. Where it's going to be. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be at 4 p.m. I'm not exactly sure where it's going to be. I'm hailing from at this moment, but it's going to be 4 p.m. Uh, this Saturday, December 10th. Small Joe feature on the cover, but as of right now, it hasn't been revealed. We're not watching Dynamite at the moment. Um, but there have, there's not that many matches on the card thus far. Uh, it seems like it's a very last minute film, but we're going to go through the match that we know right now. Obviously, what's probably going to be your main event, VR, the Ring of Honor Championship, uh, which I'm mad they used this belt instead of a newly made belt that they had made a couple of years ago before getting, obviously, bought up by AEW. They went to more of the pure ROH title, but the Ring of Honor Championship will feature uh, the current Ring of Honor World Champion, Chris Jericho, facing the former Ring of Honor Champion, Claudio Casanoli, formerly known as Cesaro. 
this is going to be interesting for me, Cameron, especially because this is the first ever Ring of Honor, uh, Ring of Honor pay per view in a long while. I'm going to see how Ring of Honor it actually is going to be with the AEW mm-hmm. money machine behind it. Um, that's one of the things I'm looking. I'm going to be looking for, but also, uh, who do you have here? Does Chris Jericho retain, which I think he probably will, or does Cesaro become a yeah. two-time Ring of Honor champion? I think Chris Jericho is going to retain. I don't realistically know who I think would take it off of Chris Jericho, but I don't think it's Claudio. That's also the issue. We don't know who's in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we just know that people fight for the I Ring of Honor act- title. Yeah. I, like, can't accurately speak on Ring of Honor because I feel like, at least to me, like, I haven't done the, the homework and... I only know people are in Ring of Honor because every so often it'll come up someone is wrestling for Ring of Honor. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you were in Ring of Honor. Okay. I don't think AEW knows he's in Ring of Honor because that's the problem. Everybody gets signed. A- like, Samoa Joe signed AEW, but now he's a Ring of Honor television champion. Yeah. So at some point in time, if you really want to make this work, in my opinion, you have to – you can either be signed – you can be signed to one show or the other. Ring of Honor has to be a completely separate brand under AEW. Mm-hmm. And they, you can, like, and it has to be, you can't cross, bring them in. Like, WWE does that from time to time, obviously, but it's also because their brands are very similar. Um, and it's too confusing. Yeah, but Ring of Honor and AEW have to be completely separate and do something that WWE doesn't really do that much anymore is really mm-hmm. change up the look and the feel of the show. And also, like, AEW's roster is so expansive that they don't need to cross, like, to, like, cross-promote with, like, like Chris Jericho, for example. Yeah. They need their own... Like, they can, yeah, go ahead, Kay. They can build their own... They can build their own designated ROH roster. Yeah. And they can have their own designated AEW rosters that you can obviously move around from Rampage to Dynamite. That's different than going from AEW to ROH. Yeah. The, yeah. And I, I would disagree with you, Fretz, on taking a dark uh, AEW Dark Elevation time slot. Putting them on digital is not going to help them. They need an actual time slot on TV. To be honest with you, I would let them take the Rampage. I would, I would nix Rampage and make that Ring of Honor. If I was being honest. But that honest. won't lead you that they're... You do with Rampage, like would you like add a third hour to Dynamite, like pull like Raw? Potentially, at this point, you, you no, I would say Rampage. I would ex- I would make Rampage a two hour show. But where are you putting not Rampage? A, not Rampage. My apologies. I would make Ring of Honor because Rampage is one hour, correct? Yes. It's a quick one out. I would make I would expand that to two hours and rebrand it as Ring of Honor. Hmm. No, I get that. Because you, yeah, you have like they got they got the contract extension for multiple shows, an extra show, and they made it rampage, which is great. But I Ring of Honor can if Ring of Honor is a digital only show, it is a failure. Yeah, it is an absolute failure. They need to be on TV with their own style and own flair and own tour and own essentially their own they have to be their own separate company to make you think they're not they're not being run by AEW. I f- you kind of have to pull that eye trick. I'm it's starting to feel a little like they pull they like they bought ROH just so they could have like content so you know like the footage and like the library. Well which is which is a great grab. The library is fantastic. Yeah. But I feel like they're not doing the work to build ROH to be its own special thing. 
It's yeah, they're not they're not doing the work to make ROH its own special thing, and that's that is well, that's a shame. Garbage. To, there's a shame to Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor is a, it's a phenomenal promotion. Yeah. For for a very very long time, and it's also the reason why Cody left. Also, Cody wanted to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> but the rumor was Cody wanted to run Ring of Honor as a separate brand, which is a smart thing to do. Yeah. And from what I've heard, Tony didn't want that to happen. Of course not. You know, but that's that. It's it's bad for Ring of Honor all in all because I said it's you can't just put all of your champions on a, from every company that you own on one show because it devalues every championship on that show. Mm-hmm. Especially the ones that you're not highlighting in long promo segments like MJF every fucking week. Yeah. Be with us, man. The other match on the card is the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Mercedes Martinez, the current Ring of Honor. Uh, women's world champion, which thank God she's got a title yeah. doing something. I loved Mercedes, and it just didn't work out with her in WWE. It was just a bad timing. Versus Ember Moon, um, who's going for a title as well. This could be a very, very phenomenal match. I love, they kept, ironically, Kay, if you notice, they kept the rebranded women's Ring of Honor title, mm-hmm. but they but they nixed the rebranded men's Ring of Honor title, which I think is, I which why. I get. I wonder why, too, because I liked the rebranded Ring of Honor title when they did it a couple years back. I thought it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows why they did that. Uh, but this is going to be an interesting match. I do I do enjoy both of these performers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for something like this, I think you, I'd love to see Mercedes keep this for a little bit longer. I agree. I think she's going to keep it. Mm-hmm. She's, she's good. I love Mercedes. She has a great story mm-hmm. behind her in wrestling and stuff. One of the first... I think one of the first um, openly openly gay uh, female performers. I think so too. Uh, as well, and she she has if you there there are a couple. I think there is like one doc or so about her out there about the things that she had to go through. Yeah. Uh being that, and it's very well done. I'll check it out. And she's very known about herself. And also, she's also a very nice woman, too. <laughs> I've I had the pleasure of meeting and talking to her at time. She's very cool. Great tattoos on her arm. Great mm-hmm. arm sleeve, by the way. <laughs> Fantastic arm sleeve by Mercedes Martinez. So I think Mercedes keeps it. I think you need to, if you're going to do a Savage Ring of Honor as something, you got to keep got to keep your champions the way they are at this moment in time, unless you're going for some sort of shock. The other thing, the other title match is going on is the pure title, which is like the, you know, when you handshake before every match, obviously Wheeler Yuta, who was supposed to be doing some with AEW, but the BCC is no more, uh, versus the pure champion, Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia also faced um, Christian Casanova, who is now known as Carmelo Hayes mm-hmm. in his final match, beating Christian, beating Carmelo Hayes before he went over to NXT and became Carmelo Hayes. So Daniel Garcia, also very talented. Uh, he is the pure champion versus Wheel of Yuta. I think they're really high on Danny Garcia in AEW slash Ring of Honor. I think so. From what I've gathered. I know they've been high on Wheeler, but I think they're higher on Danny Garcia. I think they are slightly higher on Danny, but I also wouldn't be shocked if Wheeler won. Yeah. Here you can kind of flip-flop a little bit more, I think. Because it just shows that, like, you know, all of your, everybody in the pure division, if you want to call it division, can really work. It's the workhorse title of Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which is which is good. And, they, and pure, I believe... And correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't always the big Ring of Honor aficionado. Pure went by the Code of Honor. I think so. I also like. I'm not very educated on Ring of Honor. 
But I think every if you were going for the pure title, you went you had to go by the code of honor. Got it. I believe that was a stipulation for it. Uh, be it as it may, that's not the only thing going on this weekend. Obviously, later on in the evening at around seven or eight, I don't forget, I don't remember the actual time. I believe it was eight. Uh, exclusively on Peacock, NXT Deadline, not NXT Takeover Deadline, but NXT Deadline. Not the I one for the hear- eye. Yes, it Ugh. is the one for the eye. I already hate it. <laughs> but I also I heard a rumor that's not confirmed yet, but I did hear. A potential rumor, but NXT may be going on the road soon for their events. I also heard that, and in my, I'm interested. I'll put it that way. I am interested, um, especially if we're not calling it takeovers anymore, and we're just going by our actual just names and stuff. So I'm interested to see what they do. But deadline is this uh, this Saturday, the last premium live event of a WWE calendar, which I like. But they gave it to NXT and didn't want to force the people on Raw and SmackDown to do something like this as Thank well. Thank God. Uh, you know. Uh, Vengeance Day is a Valentine's Day one, which might be on the road. That is correct, Mr. Fretz. So, obviously, for this, the and I do like the new, the little highlights in the NXT title that they, that they did. Oh, that's WrestleMania pretty. Time. So, that's how the new NXT title looks, and they're, they're selling that version now, and they have a little color palette in there. It's also on the women's title as well. Ooh. Yeah, so the NXT Championship, Braun Breaker, who's one of the blandest people in the world, features another bland individual, Apollo Crews, for the NXT world what a, title. This is the saltine crackers of wrestling matches. <laughs> you should see their video package. So, Broadbreaker hasn't been on TV uh, a lot, but they were doing video packages of him of what he does on his downtime when he's not wrestling. And the fucker likes the fish. So, they can show <laughs> video packages. <laughs> <laughs> They've been shown video packages of Braun Breaker going out and fishing about how peaceful it is and yada yada yada. So last uh so so the most recent episode, he goes, he's starting to go out to fish again, and Apollo Cruz is like, hey, can I join you while we go fishing? So he Braun teaches Apollo how to fish and they're talking about their match, and it's very weird. <laughs> it's that is very, weird. very weird. Um uh, they're really high on Braun. Apollo could shock you because I did like Apollo going back there because I also I always felt like Apollo got brought up really quickly, but I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, because he was just he was just that talented. They just never could build a character around him. But ironically, his most successful character is when he was his pure Nigerian. Oh my heritage god, self. I forgot about that already. I loved that character. I thought he was so good in that. Um. But now he's back to being just a more, I guess, kind of a, a, a realer, grittier, generic Apollo Crews. I think this would be a good match. Um, It'll be fine. It's, it's, it's It'd be another person for Braun Breaker to say that he beat on his championship run. Yeah. Because they're not ready to bring him anywhere because there's nothing for Braun Breaker to do up on there. He, he will literally get lost in the shuffle. What if he beats Roman? No, no. Could you no, fucking imagine? No, <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. My issue with Braun Breaker is that I'm tired of Braun Breaker. Like he's just he's he. There's nothing. He seems very one trick pony. I think he's boring. And there's no. Yeah, he's boring to me. He first got there. He was fine. Great. Wow. Explosive big guy, giant Jack. But there's there's nothing to his character anymore. He's, you know what it is? He's Goldberg mixed with Steiner. It's like, it just, there's only no, like, one way to go. Yeah. 
and it's not it's not connecting with me at least. But at least with Goldberg, it's fun to hate watch him in his older age. Braun Breaker doesn't it's provide that. No, he's only like 23, 24. Hey, Hassan Terrell. Happy holidays to you. Happy too. holidays. Welcome, welcome to our yeah, welcome to our show. Thanks for thanks for being a part of our show. Uh, moving on. So we both say that Braun Breaker is probably going to win this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to what's going to be known as the Iron Survivor I'm sorry, Challenge. Is that a bomb? Yes. What? <laughs> yeah. We're promoting terrorism yeah. in the NXT? <laughs> so let me explain to you what Iron Survivor is, because I know this is something that's very confusing to a lot of people. It is a five-person bout, and this is uh, this is the men's Iron Survivor, which is going to feature the guy in the mask name is Axiom. That's him. Uh, Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, which we you know Joe Gacy from Indie Days, JD McDonough, which is Jordan Devlin in disguise, um, and Carmelo Hayes as well. And Carmelo Hayes is no longer the North American champion because that went to Wesley. So let me explain to you what Iron Survivor is. This is also the Iron Survivor contestants were chosen by a panel of WWE legends, which included X Pac, <laughs> Road Dog, Molly Holly, um, and Alundra Blaze. And then a wild card was determined in a triple threat match this past week on NXT. So there are rules for the Iron Survivor Challenge. It's five superstars will compete in a 25-minute match um, as they battle each other on the clock. This is the official rules from WWE.com. Two superstars will start the match in every five minutes. A new superstar will enter the match until all five are in the ring. The goal is to have as most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes. This sounds like championship scramble if you remember that Mm -hmm. falls can be won at any time via pinfall submission or dq here's the here's the twist they put in it when a superstar scores a fall they will earn one point however when a superstar loses the fall meaning they get pinned they submit or you know uh they get dq'd that superstar will be forced to go out of the ring and into what they're calling a penalty box for 90 seconds via a la hockey style interesting Yes, once the 90 seconds are up, a superstar can re-enter the match. A superstar who has scored the most falls when the clock hit 25 minutes will be named the Iron Survivor and become a number one contender for either the NXT Championship for the men or the NXT Women's title for the women. Again, the people that you see now are Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, and Axiom, who won the wild card spot uh, this past week on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um. And then if for the women, as I'll show you here, you have uh, Cora Jade, who is the real life um, girlfriend of Braun Breaker, which is really kind of interesting. Uh, you have Cora Jade. You have Roxanne Perez, also known as Roxy, mm-hmm. the last original Ring of Honor women's champion before they got bought out by AEW. Mm-hmm. By the way, she's only 20. And as a and as a trainee from Booker T's um from Booker T's reality of wrestling. Oh, camp. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you have Ro- yeah, you have Roxanne Perez, Cora Jade, Zoe Stark, Kiana James, who was newer on the scene, and everybody's favorite uh person, Indy Hartwell or Mrs. Dexter Loomis, <laughs> if you want to go by that Indy Wandy wild card. So first off, Kay Murphy, can you give me some thoughts about what the stipulation or the stipulations for Iron Survivor? Because to me, it's very confusing. I don't get it. So they have to go in a penalty box. Why? Because they lose a fall. So if they get pinned, 
or submitted. So they are kicked out of the match for 90 seconds and they they therefore cannot compete. You have to win the most balls within 25 minutes. That's so stupid. So think of it like... No, so I get what, it. I'm what starting I, to get it. I yeah. just... I don't want to watch a lot. that. <laughs> I it's, will. It... I just don't want to. <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah. It would be more... It, it would be more interesting if there's maybe like three people. Five people trying to calculate all... No way. You know what screws it up for me hmm. is um, the fact that... And this is where it becomes strategy, too. So, like, it screws it up for me. Like, I was like, I don't know if it's going to work. But I'm also very interested in is that not everybody starts at the same time. What was the time they're coming in again? Like, how staggered is it? Every five minutes. So whoever the last person is is playing catch-up. Yeah. If, if there hasn't been a pin or a submission or a DQ yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, do you want to be first? Do you want to be in the middle? Do you want to be last? Like, you know, and that that changes the strategy for every competitor, which I enjoy that gamesmanship. And ha- and I, how do they how ahead. do they determine the order? Is it random or? It's at random. They have not they have not revealed who goes when. Okay. So we will we will know on Saturday who are the first two participants, so on and so forth. Got it. So it's a mixture of a war games like thing, except the match starts when the first two competitors go. It's a mixture of championship scrambles, also a mixture of King of the Mountain. If you look back, uh, thank you by the way, Taekwon. From those impact days. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh so I just don't know how it's gonna go. And like I'm there's a lot of questions that I know can't be answered until now. Like, or can't be answered until the day of the event. Like, can multiple people be in the penalty box at the same time? How many reps are you going to have for this match? Like, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of chaos as well. Uh, but for me, I think Carmelo Hayes will win, and he might be the one to take the title off of Braun Break. Did you say Carmelo Hayes? Mm-hmm. He's the more entertaining person right now. He's the best. I think he's the best character on the NXT roster. Yeah. And he's so, so that's good. What I've heard. Behind behind JD McDonough. Uh, JD McDonough's doing really well. AKA you're Jordan Devlin. Good. He's doing really good as a psychopath. And his match with Braun Breaker was really good as well because he know Jordan Devlin understands wrestling psychology. Mm-hmm. And he and he brought a lot to that match. Uh, as well, so I wouldn't be. I I think Carmelo Hayes because you need somebody new for Braun Breaker, and I think Carmelo Hayes is the one to either take it off of uh, Braun Breaker or Braun Breaker beats Carmelo and Carmelo shows up on Raw or SmackDown very soon afterwards. That sounds interesting. I'm down. You know that that's that's my take. And for the women, I it's a toss up. I don't think Keanu James. Has I don't it. know who like any of those know, women are besides like Indy. Keanu James is very very new. She, I hate to say this, but she she plays like she has the look of a of a porn star businesswoman. Okay. That's that no. That's just her look. Like she has like the glasses and she wears the outfit. I was like, you look like you came out of a porn scene. Interesting. Um, but I give it to trying to do with her. Roxanne, very young. I don't think she gets that shot. She's had a title shot before. Cora Jade, who turned heel, maybe. Zoe Stark just came back from injury. I think it's Indy. I would like it to be Indy. I'm the most invested yeah, I in Indy. It, I, I think I think it is Indy. Uh she's 
She, out of everybody that's on the screen for them, she needs something to do. Also, some way to send her off. Because mm-hmm. I think I think Indy leaves really quickly. Yeah. Because it, it, I also think it's possible now that Dexter is fully under contract. Mm-hmm. Now in storyline, she's the only member of the way that's not on Raw. Yeah. Do you think they're going to bring the, the way back together? Mm-hmm. If not, they are going to, because Johnny's hanging out with Dexter, like, full time. Yeah. Um, and Candace kind of does her thing back and forth. But she's like, oh, hi, husband. How are mm-hmm. you? Like, they have those they have those interactions. <laughs> um, but, uh, and you also remember Dexter showed up when he was running from security on NXT one episode. Yeah, he did. And he, he left her message being like, bye for now. Mm-hmm. So I think they are going to bring Indy up. And that's a great way to bring Indy up and to make her comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's also a great way to be like, even if they're not going to bring back the way, you can have Indy up be very comfortable. And then you can have heel evolved version of Austin Theory that we all know and mm-hmm. love, who's now shown up on a Raw as the U.S. champion. You can have a good feud between Austin Theory and Dexter Loomis. Mm-hmm. That does which which would be great. That doesn't sound very buried to me. No, it doesn't sound very buried to me at all. <laughs> He's never been hotter. <laughs> uh, did I send you a text of what Triple H said during that press conference? No. What did he say? So Triple H, <laughs> Triple H, uh, at the at the press at the presser for uh, Survivor Series, I was like, oh yeah, that Austin Theory guy. He goes, you know, last week he was buried. Now he's resurrected. <laughs> I guess next. I guess next week he's gonna walk on water. <laughs> That's That's great. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Chance. But that is our Iron Survivor. Like I said, I think Indy, think Indy, Carmelo are your front runners here. How it's gonna be played out, I don't know because there could be a lot that can happen here. Which uh, makes it that much more intriguing. But also, Kay Murphy, it's a new day. What? Yes, it is. The biggest surprise that happened on NXT last week. The new day showed up out of nowhere. Crash Pretty Deadly's little holiday spectacular they were having in the ring and challenged them for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Are you telling me that I'm going to start watching fucking NXT because of the new day? <laughs> you might here's the thing WWE is doing this great habit of of randomly bringing back NXT alum to challenge the current people which is also a brilliant storyline move I love that I like mm. do that forever yeah. yeah and it's it's real it was interesting because <laughs> pretty deadly's growing on me I hate oh, to say I hate it them. I've never liked that <laughs> They were doing so. They did their they did their own little Christmas Carol thing, pretty deadly, in the ring, and it was it was kind of raunchy, but kind of just weird, but totally pretty deadly. I was like, these guys are fucking stupid. And then out of nowhere, you heard "It's a New Day." Yes, it is, and the crowd popped like I'd never heard. Oh, I'm sure. And the greatest part about it is that Xavier Woods, who loves his detail, redesigned his hair like when he first showed up in NXT. Wow. So this is what this is what I'm going to this is what I believe is going to be the show stealing match of the night. New Day versus Pretty Deadly. It is a good, a fantastic prove your like prove your worth match for Pretty Deadly mm-hmm. to see how good they really are against one of the best tag teams of all time. Of, of all time. Which by the way, we did not talk about the PWI tag team 150. Oh, that came out. Uh, 
Yes, it did. Are the come young out. bucks number uh, one? <laughs> nope, it's the Usos. Good. The Usos beat out the Briscoes, who were at number three, and FTR, who I believe were at number two. Both teams were very pissed off about that vocally on social what, media. What, the Usos were number one? Yeah, they did not like that at all. Why? I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I think it's funny because the Usos should be the best tag team in the world because they are the best tag team in the world currently. They have they've had the best tag team run of the year. I will yeah. agree with Will that like every Young Bucks match has been like a five star match, but the Usos have just in general done more. But like, there's more to being yeah. the top of the year than just wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. But back to this new day and pretty deadly. I, I'm going to love this match. I know I am. Uh, I'm interested to see what they come out with design-wise with New Day. Uh, so it's because Pretty Deadly are also giant prima donnas themselves. Um, but I I am going to go... I, I think Pretty Deadly beats the New Day. I think the New Day are there for show and to boost the ratings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think Pretty Deadly finds a way to to beat them. Oh, no. I'm here New Day winning all the way. <laughs> if New Day wins all the way, I'll buy you a butcher box. <laughs> you can hold me to that. I'll buy it for you. Okay, be like, all right, here. What do you want? <laughs> I'll buy you a box. So you can try there. Try out their selection of meats. Their assorted meats. <laughs> assorted meats. Yes. Uh, but I'm. I'm. Uh, either way, I'm very excited for this. Very, very excited for this. Uh, moving on to the last match on that we know of on the card, uh, the witch of NXT UK, Isla Dawn, I'm in her first room so, match. Okay, this I'm, I'm hype. This <laughs> that's because I'm an NXT UK nerd, though. Yes, it's Isla Dawn versus formerly known as Kaylee Ray, now known as Alba Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, is her name of this match just got started up? Isla Dawn has kind of been stalking Kaylee Ray because Isla Dawn is the reason that Kaylee Ray didn't beat Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. For the for the NXT Women's Title, so Kay Murphy, take this away. Who who takes this? I think again, I haven't watched NXT in a while, in a minute, so like I can't tell you based on like how like things have been going on the show. But my instinct says uh, Alba Fire, right? That's her name now, Alba Fire. It's Alba Fire. That's yeah. correct. Yes, Alba. I think is a good one, but I think it'll be close. Alba's cool because she, uh, well, she's been swinging a bat a la Sting lately. <laughs> she comes around with this, like, red bat. Oh, my God. And she just starts trying to hit people all the time. So. Well. So who knows? Did we? Oh, we got bots. We got spam bots. We just got blocked. Thanks, spam box. All right. Um, there we go. <laughs> Ooh, more spam bots. This is Woo! nice. There we go. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I don't know. Isla Dawn just had her first match. Uh, so she could win. But I, I like, I haven't seen much of Isla Dawn because I, I started watching NXT UK to begin and I kind of fell off, unfortunately. But I know she had a very big transition. Yeah. To when she first started. Yeah, her character development grew a lot more. Yeah, I, I love her witch gimmick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, she also showed off that she has she has missed capabilities now. 
Oh, she can she can do the miss like Oscar can you know do the miss, which is very interesting as well. So I don't know how it goes, but I I can see her trying to use the miss of backfiring and Alba Fire picks up the victory on her, and this feud continues. Mm-hmm. But that I, makes sense. Yeah, but I like it. But overall, that's all we have for NXT uh, deadlines. Not NXT takeover done, but NXT deadline in and of itself. Uh, Kay Raver, how how well do you think this show is going to be between one and ten crowns? One being the worst, ten being the greatest event of all time. How many crowns? I'll give it. I'll give it an eight. I feel like. Oh, you're going pretty high. I'm. I feel. I. Uh, the New Day match is honestly what has me mostly sold. Mm-hmm. Of course. But NXT shows were always so good. And I just, I don't know. I miss takeovers. I do too. I think takeovers are a moment in time that will probably, you know, never again. not really return to, which is good because there's a number of them that we can obviously revisit on a separate special edition podcast if we ever wanted to do. Which I think would be a cool thing to do is to relook at all the past NXTs. Like I said, there's a lot of them. Honestly, I would love to do that. I believe I think the number ended up what thirty six. I think so. Yeah, we can do it. You can do a thirty six episode mini run. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, as for me with this new style of what they're doing with their events, uh, obviously, I think for the for most of their events that I've seen, they do amp up the the quality of their matches, which is the way it should be. I just have a lot of concerns about Iron Survivor and how that's going to look and if the crowd's going to get into it and what you're going to do. There's a lot of wiggle room that they're giving with them, but who knows? Um, Some X-Things are a little bit low, but I think the New Day elevates it, and I think your other matches will do well for Mm -hmm. the most part. Uh, So I'm going to go with seven crowns right now. It'll probably jump to to an eight because I think they will execute. But as of right now, I am just a little concerned about the. There's a lot of uncertainty with this new match. Yeah, I don't see my eight going up to a nine or a ten. No, that'd be very surprising. I will give you that. That would have to be very, very surprising if it jumps up. Could you have watched? It's pay per view of the year. (laughs) Could you imagine? I, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past him. Maybe we'll have someone. We'll have one of our. Maybe Wade will be there. Well, ask me like, wait, what's going on there? No, literally, get the play by play. I will. I will try my best. I will try my best to do that. But that's pretty much all we have for the show this week. Uh, Came here. I'm happy. Your internet stayed. The it entire- lasted. I think it's because you're in a new location. Yeah, I liked this. I liked to be sitting on the couch. I do too. I like your back. I love the little love flag on the back. It's pretty great. Thank you. <laughs> I got it from a human rights campaign um, pride box a couple years ago. Nice. I very, I very, mm-hmm. very much so like it. Was there anything else we missed in wrestling besides the PWI 150? Probably not. If we did, I'm not aware of it. Which again, I didn't talk about the PWI 150 because I just, I haven't got, I haven't found the site that gave me the full list or at least the top 10. So can really well, talk about that. We'll, we'll look for the list and talk about it next week if we find it. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about it next week and, and figure it out. But but Kay, I'm so happy you were here for a whole show. It's a milestone. Me too. It's been overdue. <laughs> it's been very very long overdue. But but without further ado, folks, um, I we do know the uses are number one friends. Thank you. Without further ado, let's get let's get the show on the road and get to our post show. 
which Kay will be here for for a little bit, and we can talk about more meats and all the other subscriptions. Yeah, we things. can talk about thirty-year-old things. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. So uh, let's get to that. But for right now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number three nineteen. Oos got the juice. And even though we are over thirty, we do not have prune juice. We still have the regular juice. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me in the Bachelor Bigs across all social media outlets. B I Z Z and Bachelor Bigs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast um, on all social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitch, Discord, uh, everything in between. The links to all of our stuff are in uh, the description below, as well as links to our merchandise store where for the entire holiday season, you get 25% off any merchandise we have at any at our store, the Kings of the Ring store, or any of the Wrestle Attic Radio uh, merchandise stores as well. Again, links to all of that are in the description below. And if you're listening to the audio version of this, please, hopefully you're listening, uh, like, sharing, subscribing uh, to Wrestle Attic Radio, the Cure for the Conversing podcast, uh, which can be found across all podcast listening services. And follow Wrestle Attic Radio's social media at Attic underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Attic Radio. Um, everywhere else on social media, including TikTok as well. The links to all of that, again, are in the description below. So please like, share, subscribe, leave us some reviews whenever necessary because it really helps to get the show out there um, to everybody who enjoys wrestling, a real royal wrestling podcast. Kay Murphy, what do you have for me? I'm hungry. Of course you are. We've reached that point <laughs> I'm hungry and I need a snack. Uh... You can find me across all social media platforms at the K Murphy, T-H-E-K-A-E Murphy. Um, if you are on Discord, you can find me at KK Slider, K-A-E-K-A-E Slider. Slider. We can talk um, we can talk about Disney Dream My Valley because I am certifiably addicted to it. <laughs> and you can follow my graphic design business and Teespring at Euphoric Future Designs. Mm-hmm. We have hat. We will shoot. We will have hats soon. We have hoodies. We have cups. We got shirts. Let's, let's go to the post show. <laughs> I, never I never know what to say at the end of the year. I'm just like, yeah. Well, we'll work on it. Okay, we'll work on it. So when we come back next week, folks. Uh, hopefully, Will will be back. Kay will be here. I don't have to put up these missing milk box cartons for people who aren't here. Um, we'll have a fun little show, potentially. Uh, we'll talk about a private and post show. Potentially, our last show of the year. We might take the couple of weeks off leading into the holiday season. Uh, give us a little bit of a holiday break. I think that's well-deserved for everybody involved. It's It's been a year, ladies and gentlemen. But we'll talk about that a little bit more um, as and, and a lot more as the time gets closer. Especially because there's no really big wrestling about to talk about besides oh yeah wrestle kingdom's coming um in at the beginning of january so until then folks uh we'll see you on the post show if you're joining us live but until then folks goodbye good night we'll see you soon and fuck you slack this has been a wrestle attic radio branded podcast